Hey there, I'm Joshua Sheehan. Welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. The RV Entrepreneur is a community for RVers that are exploring ways to financially support themselves while living their RV life. And today we have the pleasure of talking with Kirk Duncan. Kirk is the president and founder of Three Key Elements and a member of the National Speakers Association. He's a life coach that has taken his company from a card table in his garage to a multi-million dollar award-winning company. Three Key Elements has been recognized by Inc. 5000, the Utah 100, and been featured in Forbes Business Magazine twice. Kirk has given over 6,000 presentations and appeared on television 75 times. And after nearly two decades and 50,000 hours of experience as a life coach, he's now pivoted and spent the last couple of years focusing on hundreds of up-and-coming coaches, teaching them how to be coaches, and therefore coaching the coaches. It's a really cool business model. Kirk is a newer RVer. He got on the road within the past couple of years and was really interesting to talk with Kirk about how he took something that he's done for two decades, pivoted and changed it so that he can now incorporate travel more into his lifestyle and how he structures his weekly business obligations to allow for what we're all looking for, more time on the road, more experiences with our families, while also being able to finance those RV travels. Now, before we jump into the main part of the episode, I want to let you guys know a little update on the RV Entrepreneur Summit. So the summit is happening. If you've seen any of our social media posts, we had to save the date out. It's going to be 7 through 11 September in Montrose, Colorado. Now, tickets are going to be going on sale within this next week, so make sure you sign up for the newsletter, therventrepreneur.com, and click newsletter. Put your email in there, and we'll make sure to send it out when the tickets go live, or check any of our socials, therventrepreneur.com slash connect. It's going to be awesome. We've got some speakers lined up that are going to be talking about fantastic subjects. So the theme of the summit this year is connection through community. So we're going to bring in a lot of presenters that are going to talk about how they've built their communities and how they've taken digital communities into the real world and taken real world communities into the digital world. There's going to be a lot of presentations on how to grow your business, how people have grown their businesses, content creation. Again, community is going to be the biggest underlying theme of the whole thing, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to have some parties Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going to have live music by the Border Hookups. Dave and Jacqueline Hudson have been on the podcast before, and they're going to come out and do a live show for us. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter and keep a lookout on the socials for when the tickets go live. And one last thing before we jump into the episode, we got to take care of the sponsors that make this podcast possible. The RV Entrepreneur Podcast is brought to you in part by RV Life Pro. Perfect for every RVer, you can plan your camping trips with RV Life Trip Wizard. Then use the RV Safe Navigation with the RV Life GPS and Campgrounds app. Both are included in the RV Life Pro. Eliminate RV anxiety by knowing exactly where you'll camp, get fuel, and even grab lunch before you hit the road. RV Life has every campground, RV park, state park, and national park to fit your style. Plan your entire RV adventure, including fuel stops, rest areas, shopping, and entertainment. Go to RVLife.com and start your free 7-day trial or download the RV Life app from the App Store. Travel dreams made simple with RV Life. So with that, let's jump into the interview with Kirk. All right, Kirk, welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm super excited to talk with you today. You are a new RVer. You've taken a business that you've been doing for quite some time. And as with many jobs out there, the pandemic has forced us to find ways that were were available, but no one really connected the dots. Before we jump into what your business is, give me a little background about who you are and how you got into what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I got to tell you, I worked in the corporate world for about 14, 15 years, and I got sick of it. I left that to start my own business to be an entrepreneur. My first desk was inside my garage. I moved the lawnmower and the bikes and the bag of fertilizer out of the way to set up my little card table in the garage. And I started out as this entrepreneur in the garage. And I had this feeling I should help people like get through their struggles. <laughs> and so that's where I started is, well, I'm going to go help people. And I didn't know how to help people. I just knew I liked helping people. And so I started out in the garage. I started going around to different offices, offering to help people with what their goals were and what they were struggling with. I started a vision board. I started using declarations and vision boards. My life started to change. I started helping a few people here and there. And then it developed into a class, like I had 20 people in a class. And then that 20 people turned into 100 people. Then it turned into 500 people. And then it turned into a seminar. And so I started out in the garage. 
And then now I'm on stage teaching seminars. And over the last 15 years, I've been holding live seminars here in Salt Lake, Utah, uh, a live seminar every single month, a three-day live seminar for 15 years, and just loved it. But I, <laughs> but I started as this entrepreneur not knowing what to do. And then I started doing these live seminars and more classes, more classes. And I mean, literally changed my life and changed tens of thousands of people's lives, helping them by helping them get through their struggles. And then COVID hit, we changed what we were doing. Actually, we changed what we were doing right before COVID hit and uh, got a prompting that I should change what I was doing. And we went online before COVID even hit. So we were set up, ready to go before COVID hit. And then we've now been teaching online. And so now we teach people all over the world. COVID has made a huge difference for us. And now we've refined what we're doing here and we're helping people get through their struggles. But now what we're doing is we're actually encouraging and motivating people to become coaches. Like it's the thing, like we need to help other people out there. There's a lot of people struggling. And so now what we do is we actually coach people how to become coaches because there's not enough quality coaches out there serving and helping the people. There's a lot of people hurting and they need help. And so that's my mission. My mission is like, let's help people like live their purpose and get out there and help people with advice, with knowledge, with experience, and not just sit around watching people struggle. Let's go help them. So that's like 17 years, like in, in two minutes there. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense when I share it that way? It does. It does. And it's, I think you're on the right path based off of other entrepreneurs we've seen of starting with the card table in the garage. I mean, we can, we can go through the litany of successful folks that started out moving the bag of fertilizer over to just hunker right? down and, and get something done. <laughs> so crazy. For the past 15 years, you did life coaching, helping individuals, and now you've switched to, is it, are you still doing life coaching on an individual basis or is it predominantly you are just coaching the coaches? So I used to have like about 20, 30 personal clients that I would work with. And then I had five groups of people that I would coach, like group coaching. So there's one-on-one -on -one coaching, there's group coaching. Mm -hmm. And so I had five groups and 30 people I was personally working. So I was like full-time coaching. I've changed that. Now what I do is I coach coaches how to become coaches. I do have personal co clients right now, but I limit it to five okay? because I put a lot more attention into helping up and coming coaches get really good at being coaches. And so I have, I have two groups that I still coach. One is about a thousand people. The other one is a higher level class that has about 50 people in it. So I have personal clients, I have group coaching, but right now my main focus is to really, if anybody has ever felt like they should make a difference in the world, like they should be doing something, they're on the path to becoming a coach. And that's where I jump in and I just want to help that person get organized get their message organized, help them know how to coach people and then how to do it remotely. So they can, you know, they can travel, they can be out there in the world, but that's, that's where I'm really focused at. So I've downsized it so I could focus on helping people become coaches. 17 years ago, was life coaching a thing? <laughs> I don't, I've 17 years ago, there were life coaches, right? Like there's people like doing it, but I, I think there was, a whole different world at that point, you know, there was seminars, there's workshops and there was people who were coaching, but now these days there's like a massive calling, you know, a massive movement for people to step up and be available to serve people. I think the problems of the world definitely have gotten worse. And so now it's pulling on the people who have always known that they could become a coach or, or just be helpful I think it's more organized now than it's ever been before. It's a real thing. It's not just something extra you do. Mm -hmm. Being a life coach is a vital part of people's lives. Where I think 17 years ago, it was helpful and it was like a, an extra thing you could do. But now it's, it's, it's a game changer, a totally life-changing experience. And so I think it has a lot more credibility now than ever. Yeah, definitely. So two follow-ups on that. Who is a good candidate to participate in life coaching and then following that, who is a good candidate to become a life coach? So who would be a candidate to have a life coach? Right. Who would benefit from life coaching? If I'm thinking life coaching sounds interesting, maybe that's a service that I would like to partake in. How do I know I'm a good candidate for being coached, I guess? 
Yeah, I think the simple answer for that is if you're stuck, if you're stuck, if you've tried to make a change and you can't, you need somebody on the outside looking at you and listening to you and help you see what you can't see. So if you're stuck in your finances, if you're stuck in your relationship, if you're stuck personally, if you're stuck in heading towards your goals or whatever you're wanting to accomplish, the the when the time you want to think about getting a coach is when you feel like you can't move forward. And unfortunately, what people do is they they sit there in that space and they just keep spinning their wheels and they keep trying, 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 but nothing moves or nothing changes and, or it's not changing fast enough. That's where a coach can really make a difference is to help you see what those self-sabotaging behaviors are and to be able to adjust those. But yeah, that's why I tell everybody, I said, if you feel like you're stuck and if you've been stuck for two or three months or longer, get somebody to help you. And that's what a coach really plays. That's where a coach really plays a big part in people's lives is helping them move forward. And then the other question was about what, what kind of attributes make a coach? Is that, right. is that what you said? Yep. Okay. So if you're somebody who gives advice, like you, you have an opinion or you have advice and you find yourself being helpful to people like people come to you and they tell you what's going on and then you have an idea about how they can get through it. Oh, that is such a natural coach. That is so good. When you already like to give advice, you're a problem solver, you're creative of how to make things work. All of that like totally plays into being a coach because you can be a coach about anything these days. I mean, any topic, if you have something you're passionate about, and you like to share that advice and that information with other people and and help people move forward with that kind. I mean, that you could be a life coach in that area. So I've met people who are life coaches in like seriously hundreds of different topics. But yeah, if you like to give advice, you find yourself giving advice, people come to you for help or suggestions, that could be organized into a coaching program. So I've identified that I'm stuck, the things I'm doing aren't moving me forward, and I'm looking into finding a coach. What are some of the things that I would look for in hiring a coach, and how do I go about finding someone that's going to serve me? Yeah, that's a really good question, because maybe there's some people out there that say they're good, but they're not really that good. <laughs> and so it's really it's really smart to pose that question right now, because Say you're stuck and now you're going to start looking for people. I like to find coaches because so, I coach others, but I also have coaches in my life to move me forward. And what I look for is I want to find out what that person, of course, coaches on. I like to find out how long have they been helping people? You know, if they're brand new at it, okay, I could, I could probably overlook that one. But I like to look and, and find out how would they coach me? I want to know their system. What would be the steps? What path are we going to take? So maybe they lack experience, but they got a great system and we're heading the right direction with this. Mm -hmm. That could be super, super valuable. So experience counts, the process and how they coach really counts. And then if they have, you know, success stories personally, that always adds some credibility. And then if they have testimonials, of people that they've worked with. So testimonials, personal experience, their longevity of how long they've been doing it. And then the fourth one would be their actual process. And for me, since I'm such a process guy, I really like having systems. I really like having particular techniques to teach people. That's what I actually look for is that's my number one is what's the process and how you're going to coach me. Because maybe they lack experience or they maybe they don't have testimonials or that kind of stuff going on. But man, if they have a great process, I know it will help me. Those are some things to look for, but that's that's what I look for. And that's how I've hired that's how I hired my last coach, was I really liked the process. And I liked what and how the person was doing that. And so it was a no-brainer for me. It was like, okay, done hiring that person. How do you evaluate a process? You know, if I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing about life coaching, I'm intrigued. 
I feel I'm stuck in a certain place. I've identified a few people in that that niche of, you know, I want to get life coaching on business or whatever it is I've narrowed down, but I don't know anything about process. Can you give us any right. tips of figuring out like what's a good process and what's not? Because I can also see it from the other aspect of you can have somebody who's been life coaching for as long as you have, but if their process isn't good and they've been doing the, you know, a poor process for 17 years, then I'm not going to get a good, a good result, even though they've got the experience of doing it for so long. So if you're not doing the right thing, it doesn't matter your longevity. I'd rather have somebody doing the right process for a shorter amount of time than the wrong process for a long amount of time. How do I evaluate those processes? Yeah. What you do is you ask for a one hour free appointment. You ask them, Hey, I want to experience you. Okay. And if they're, if they're really good at what they do and they're legit, they'll have no problem having a one hour appointment with you. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 minutes I think is too short to really kind of sense how a coaching session would go with a person, but I would request a one hour sample. Hmm. And, and it's not just a sample like, oh, they're going to give you the cheap version of it. It's, hey, I've been looking at coaches. I really like what you do, but I'd really like to sample how you are and how you do your process. I would really like to experience. So sure. let's have a practice appointment. I think... Because if you go to a website, that can be deceiving. If you go to a landing page, you know, of like where you purchase the person's time or whatever, that can, it may not be the best way to represent the person. So either get a one hour free appointment or hopefully they have a YouTube channel or something or a podcast that you can go listen to them or go watch their videos and get a sample of them, really watch them. You know, don't just go cold turkey and hiring somebody. Get some, get some experience with them, either live or watching videos or listening to audios. That's a great way to get a read on how they think, how they teach, how they work with people. I, I would say that would be super helpful in clarifying if that person has really got what you're looking for. So I want to ask you this question about pricing. I've gone through and done a one hour session with some coaches before, and I understand the marketing technique of not disclosing prices until you've, you've had a, an opportunity to pitch your product. The example that I had gone through is I, I did a one hour coaching with this person and they did not disclose what the pricing would be long-term until after it was over. It ended up being, you know, like I was in the $800 range for whatever this time frame was their metric was in like the $4,000 range. So ultimately it ended up being a waste of time for me and a waste of time for them. What are your thoughts on that, on, on having expectations set up before that, while also allowing the person to pitch themselves and sell you on their product? But if you're so far off on that metric, then for me, it was a, it was a waste of an hour and it wasted another hour that they could have gone out and got a client that would be willing to be in their price range. Yeah, that's actually really good. I, I this is this is actually very interesting, and I'm glad you brought this up because there's I've met people before who now let me I'll, I'll tell you how I do it. Right before I jumped on here with you, I was on a phone call with someone, and they were looking into my Coach Fast Track program, and Coach Fast Track program is a program that we help people build their coaching content and help train them on how to coach in the process and the Mm -hmm. systems of coaching so that they can be really good. Because we really care about quality coaches, not just sales coaches, not just selling programs, but actually deliver great experiences for people. So this person was on the call with me and we jumped on the call and we're talking about their experience and what they've been going through. And it was an hour long phone call. And I then explain, well, about 30 minutes into it, I explain the program to the person and I tell them all the program. I tell them how it works. I get to the pricing and we go through all the pricing. So I did risk an hour to talk to the person, even though the pricing didn't get brought up until 40 minutes into the call. But but it was worth it to me to have the conversation with them because I had a chance to help them. It's not just a full-on sales call. So my method is help people whenever you meet them and wherever they're at. So I got to help them with some things on their journey. And then I explained the program to them and I give them the pricing. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a, oh, you have to decide right now type of a thing. It was like, yeah, think about it. 
go ahead and make your decision because I'm very low pressure. I mean, like almost zero pressure. And so the person, after they heard all of that, they jumped in. They're like, man, I want this. You know, but I've had people before where they get on the call and they go, okay, I need to know the price up front. And I said, sure. And I tell them the price. I go, if you want to know it up front, I'll tell you up front. Sure. Yeah. And then, and then, but if somebody won't tell you the price up front, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing this for 17 years. And if somebody wants to know the price up front, I'll tell them. I'm still going to take the hour for the phone call. If they go, well, it's just too much. I go, that's fine. I go, tell me where you're going. And I'll sit there and help them. Because to me, I want them to have an experience with me that I'm legit. You know, I'm not here just to sell the program. I'm real. I'm a real coach. Like I'm going to coach you right now, even though you didn't pay for it. And I'm going to give them a sample of me. Because later, when they think about where they want to go to have somebody help them organize their coaching and learn coaching skills, I want them to come back. And so to me, it's all about building relationships first. And if they want to know price first, totally fine. I'll tell them price. But then I'm going to take a moment to build relationships with people because I really believe that if you're really a true coach, you care about people. And if this person was booking a call with me to talk to me about my program, then they're looking for answers. They need some help. So I'm going to help them. And my theory has been, if I help people everywhere I go, I'm going to have lots of people to help one way or another. I don't have to be a salesperson. That's not the thing. I don't have to be a salesperson to pitch this or sell this. They ought to already find out from experiencing me if they want to do it or not. So for me, my system is if they ask the price up front, sure, I'll tell them. But I'm still going to help them because we've crossed paths. And there's this moment. And sure, I could cut them off. And if, if they say, well, I'm not interested, I could hang up on them and, and then move on to the next person. Uh, that's not my method. It's not the way I roll. It, I'm, I'm going to help them and take a moment to coach them. So they're going to, like last week, I, guess, I sorry, I'm going to just jump in and say this. Last week, there's a person who called and they weren't qualified. And I said to them, I said, you know what? This program is not for you. And they're like, really? I, they said, is this a sales pitch? I said, no, really. You don't buy this program. <laughs> this is not for you because of where you're at. This is not the right timing for you. And at the end, she said, you really are telling me not to buy this. And I said, it's not the right timing. Thanks for your time. But I still spent 45 minutes with her, coaching her on her life and where she's going. And so maybe I'm the weirdo out there, but it sure works for me to help people. But I, I think coming back around to what you said with not telling the price up front, I think the, the real thing a person ought to be doing is like connecting with the person and getting to know them and them getting to know you. But if they want to know, I don't see anything wrong with telling them up front. Sure. Did I answer your question? That's kind you of did. like a roundabout way to answer it, but did I answer that for you? No, you did. And uh, I think it, it plays back to even old tapes I was listening to with my grandfather. It was Zig Ziglar. Help enough people get what they want, and eventually it'll come back around and help you get what you want. And I think that the more good you put out, the more good that comes back tenfold. And so yeah. if you're called to be a coach, you're called to help people. And sometimes that does not equate one-to-one zero-sum game of minute for dollar. You know, sometimes it's a long game and it's helping someone 15 years ago. You know, maybe you had a coach that you met with 15 years ago and then they come back into your life in a different time frame. Yeah. Maybe even come back in the opposite way of, a, of helping you in a certain aspect of your life. So, no, I think that's that's good. And it's a it's a good thing to point out because I think ultimately at the end of the day, you have to pay for the services as well. So getting that conversation out there is just a, a necessary evil of exchanging value for value when we're not straight up bartering. Right. I have a instruction guide of how to hire a coach that I've already written up. I mean, I know I kind of rattled through some points here, but the what, what I have written is more extensive, you know? So I, and I really think that if people could read this, they would have a better idea and like a systematic way to really interview the coach. Mm-hmm. That's what it really is. It's an interview you do with this coach that you're looking at. Because I've had some friends get burned by hiring a coach that wasn't 
legit. And they got a sour taste in their mouth about it. And I'm like, no, coaches are good. You just got to get better at how you interview them. Mm. I said, don't wait for them to sell you. You need to interview them. That interview process, I mean, if that, we can put the link right here and we can hook everybody up to that if they would like to have the interview list. Because if people are stuck and they're going to go looking for a coach, I don't want them to get messed with. I don't want them to get taken advantage of by somebody who's a little snaky out there messing with people. I mean, is that cool if we make that available to the listeners, if they want to click the link and, and it would be 3ke.2 RV entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. We will uh, get that put in the show notes so that folks can, can go check that out. So one of the things that folks listen to the RV entrepreneur for is one, they're, they're already running a business and they're trying to optimize and get little tidbits of ways to make it an improvement. The other aspect of the demographic is folks who want to become entrepreneurs who are looking to get into it. And so talking about coaching, if this is ringing true to someone, let's talk a little bit more about what coaching looks like and how it could be something that you run from the road. What does a typical week look like for you? So for me, I have coaching appointments on Tuesday. That's individual one-on-one. And I usually like to have two or three of those on Tuesday. And right now, my coaching, my personal one-on-one coaching is they're two-hour appointments. And so on the average, I'll have two of those appointments on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I have a group that I coach. On some Wednesdays, there's one. On other every other Wednesday, there's two groups. And so I have two appointments on Tuesday and two group appointments on Wednesday. And then that's it for holding coaching appointments. And what's cool about that is I can schedule what the pattern's going to be for those particular appointments. And so when we travel, we then move the traveling days to Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, but we know we need to be somewhere to have reception, you know, to be able to hold, because I like to do Zoom. I like using Zoom for my coaching appointments and also my webinars. So we'll just find places that we're going to like settle down and know we got good reception Mm -hmm. for Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But then Tuesday evening, if we need to take off and switch locations, we could do that on a Tuesday evening. But then Wednesday, my appointments are done and then we can travel from that point. Once, once a month, I'll do a webinar, like a, a public webinar on a Thursday morning, but that's only like once a month. But that's the extent of the actual holding coaching appointments. And that's what I like to train others to do is keep it nice and tight between two days. You're not coaching every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I used to do that. I don't suggest people do that. That's a lot. But I think it'd be helpful for people to know it's it's not an everyday thing. You narrow down your schedule. So you're controlling your schedule. And that's what's great about being an entrepreneur is you get to decide when your appointments are and how many appointments you have. But then, so I have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I got one-on-ones on Tuesday, group on Wednesday, and I'm done with my group appointments on Wednesday at one o'clock. So it starts at eight and I'm done at one. On Tuesdays, I start at nine and I'm done by one or two. Mm-hmm. And then I once a month, I'll do that webinar on Thursday morning. And that's usually about an hour and a half, two hours that I do. And so then you choose what you want to do with the rest of the time. What kind of work outside of the live calls is required of you? When I'm holding the appointment, I use Google Drive. And so I do all my notes in Google Drive. So that's, of course, all remote. I take my notes of each coaching appointment while it's happening. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, I don't end the appointment and then spend a half an hour trying to remember all the notes. I'm taking notes in the appointment. It keeps it nice and efficient. And everything between the client and I, we use a shared Google Drive folder. And that way there's no paperwork. There's no emailing back and forth. We're just dropping all the the steps, the action steps, all of that inside that Google Drive folder. If you like Thursday, when I do my webinar, that's my marketing day to do the webinar. So I do the webinar and then people sign up for a phone call with me to see if this is something they want to do. So the once a month is my marketing. Then I have those phone calls that I can schedule when those phone calls would be. And I can decide, I mean, if I'm going to be traveling, I 
don't schedule a lot of those phone calls. If I'm going to be in one spot, then I'll book those calls and I'll do two of those one hour phone calls on Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I like to have my work time Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just that's just how I like to do it. But I can control how many of those I do. And then that's where I get clients from is from those phone calls or from my YouTube channel. People sign up also from my YouTube channel. Is there any sort of education or requirements of getting into life coaching or is it all on the job training? You can definitely learn about coaching before you get into it, like the actual coaching process, the psychology Mm -hmm. of coaching. A lot of great programs out there. And I like to teach people myself, like how I've learned how to coach. I'm an empath. And as an empath, I use a lot of intuition when I'm coaching people. And so I like to teach empath people on how to become great coaches because they're usually very service oriented type of people. Sure. And I would learn about coaching, like people's techniques and ways about coaching. You don't have to have education about coaching. You can just start coaching people with the advice you have. It's going to be kind of bumpy, you know, about how to do that. Actual skills to do it. You don't have to have skill. You can be bumpy about it, but I highly suggest getting some education about coaching and how to hold appointments and the psychology of change, like how to help a person change. That would be some good education. So it really, it's, it's, it's a lot of psychology. So if you pick up books about psychology, you study people online with psychology. I know in my coach fast track program, we bring all that together. Here's the psychology. Here's the process. Here's the skills. Here's the content. And that's something I like to do too, as a coach, when I'm coaching people to become coaches is to actually provide a coaching program. Like I have a coaching program I've been personally using for 15 years. And when somebody does the coach fast track program, what happens is I actually give them my coaching program so that they can have something to use when they first start out. And then if they adjust it, they tweak it to how they want to be, how they personally want to be. It's great. But I like to really help people start off quickly. And so I think that would be great for people who are up and coming coaches is to find a system that provides content to practice with, provides some of the psychology, provides the skills of how to do that. That way you have a really nice, fast start. Because if you try to start out without those components, you might kind of try it and fail. You kind of get messy. You're not quite sure what to do. And it's a very painful process (laughs) to start all by yourself. So a little bit of education in the systems, techniques, the coaching skills would be very, very helpful. So in our modern Western society, we very much have been, as of late, ascribed to a top-down teaching model, an authoritarian style of like teacher at the front of the classroom teaching a group of people. In all reality, to help someone on a path you need to be a step, two steps ahead of them. I can imagine that new coaches and old coaches alike often struggle with some sort of imposter syndrome. Who am I to be teaching anyone (laughs) anything? Yeah. I think, you know, with homeschooling on the rise and COVID having people do things virtually and finding out that, hey, I don't need to have the math teacher that's in my geographic location based off of my tax ID and my zip code. I can go and hire someone halfway across the world because they're a better teacher. What would you suggest folks ask the questions of if they have that imposter syndrome of who am I to help someone else to reframe it and say, hey, as long as I'm a few steps ahead of you, I have something of value to offer. That's a very important psychological part about success is to recognize what it is that you do know. When I meet coaches or up and coming coaches who are struggling with that imposter syndrome, I ask them have you written down the advice you have? Have you just documented it anywhere? The things you know, the advice you give, how you have helped people in the past. And I find that people who are really deep into the imposter syndrome is because they don't know what they know. And and even though it's in their head, it doesn't seem like it has any value because it's not documented. They can't see it. 
And I've seen this happen so many times where they're deep in the imposter syndrome and then they go do this exercise where they literally start typing up their advice or the advice that they've given to people. And then what gave you that wisdom? So there's what advice do you give? And then how did you get that? What's the experience that gave you that wisdom? And even if they start into this, just a good hour into this type of process of what's your smarts you're sharing with people and how did you come about those smarts? It gives them value of what it is that they're sharing. And it can pull a person out of imposter syndrome so fast. And it's super helpful because then they're looking and going, well, here's the advice I give. And then the paragraph underneath says, well, this is how I came about learning about this advice and why it's so important. In just one little section of one piece of advice and how they came about that wisdom, you, you can just see their eyes like going, Bleh! you know, it's like it just opens up and they're like, whoa, I do know something. I go, yeah, do that again and do that again and do that again. Start building an inventory mm-hmm. of what you have. And every time you give advice, get on your phone in your notes or send yourself a text of the advice you just gave. So you can document all the bits of advice that travel through you to another person. Because when you quantify, so when you clarify and you quantify, you then start to see the value you have and no longer are you an imposter. You start to actually value the things you have because you, you got it, you're tracking it and you're seeing it. And it really lights a person up to do that. It's super helpful. It seems like life coaching in this business model very much lends itself to remote working, whether that be on the road or at home or a mixture of both throughout the year. Outside of internet connectivity, are there any other roadblocks that you see of taking a life coaching business on the road? Roadblocks that I can already see that people would run into would just be not knowing what to do next with a client. Okay. Let's say somebody has a client and they're coaching them. There comes a time when you're new as a coach, you just get to a point where it's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, who do you turn to for that advice? Well, you'd want to turn to your coach. So if you're going to coach, have a, a program you're part of or have a community you're part of that you can turn to and get advice of how to help this person, but never disclose the person you're coaching with, right? Because you just don't want to do that. You don't want to bring up people's names and scenarios. But the situation, you might not know what to do. And that's what's super helpful is if you're if you're connected to somebody who's experienced as a coach, it's so great to be able to come back and go, hey, I was doing my coaching appointment last week and I didn't know what to do next. And what do you do when this happens? What do you do when they say this? That That is the main roadblock people would run into. But that, that can be fixed, though, by becoming part of a community or having your own coach to have some resource to go to who's more experienced than you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to coach, it just seems like you probably ought to have a coach <laughs> at some level. What do you think? Don't you think so, Joshua? That was going to be what I brought up next is it makes sense to me that if you are going to coach, you should probably have experienced coaching. Yeah. It also makes a ton of sense from a self-enrichment in a business sense aspect of being a part of a community. Because even if you, maybe it takes you four months to run into that point of, hey, I don't know what to do next. But if you've been a part of a community with other folks that are nearby the same part of the path as you are, maybe a little ahead, maybe a little behind. If those questions are coming up from a group of 50, 100 people, a couple thousand people, you can learn from all of their experiences as well. And so hopefully that'll help you. Maybe you were on a call this week and there was an example from someone somewhere else that was asking for advice on this situation. Well, maybe your call next week has that same situation. And now you have a few more tools in your toolbox to be able to deal with it and come up with a better answer. And I also think that there's something to be said of saying, I don't know, but I'll get back. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. You, I don't you know, need to pull that one out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I, here's the thing too, is it as, as somebody who's listening right now and they want to step into the coaching world, you, you first have to realize you have to be a student of coaching mm-hmm. and you're always a student of coaching. Like I, even though I've been doing this for 17 years and 
I've given thousands and thousands and thousands of stage presentations and been on TV over a hundred times. Even though I know all this, I am still a student and I, I've got to stay a student or my ego is going to get too big and my head's going to blow up. <laughs> so you got to got to stay a student that you're going to run into something somewhere. You just don't know what to do. So you got two roles, be a student and be a teacher. And if you can balance the two, you're going to help a lot of people because that is like the best balance to have is to be a student and a teacher. And here's the thing, being a life coach, you can do very well financially. I mean, you can, depending on your system and your pricing, you can bring in 5000 a month, 10000 a month, 15000 a month. It depends on how much confidence you have in you, what is your system, and what do you teach. And that's what I like to do is I like to help people get across that $10,000 line and be great coaches. Just got a testimonial last week, again, from one of my clients. They're like, guess what? I just did 10,000 again. And they're just clicking the 10,000 every single month. And they are fantastic coaches. I mean, just, oh, just fantastic coach. And so it's like quality. We want to make sure that when we step into the coaching world, that we're delivering quality. Mm -hmm. And so be a student, be a teacher, always learning, always sharing. And then if you have a good coaching system, you are going to have clients. And then you decide how many clients you want to have. You don't have to be overwhelmed. You get to choose because you're the entrepreneur. You're the boss. You get to decide how it works. And that's the beautiful part is it's, it, and then with the whole travel piece and internet and Starlink and all this, oh man, <laughs> it just opens up the world. You get to serve people, live your purpose, and just love whatever environment you're recently camped at. You get to love it. You get to have the best of all the bests. Serve people, live your purpose, and step out of your RV and go sit next to the campfire. My most favorite moment that's happened so far about being a coach on the road is I'm sitting there holding a coaching appointment, looking out my window at the Redwood Forest. We're literally in an RV park in the middle of a redwood forest. And there's these massive trees, right? And the sunrise is happening. And the light is shining through the redwoods. And I'm just sitting there doing this coaching appointment. And I'm looking out the window just like, this is like the best ever. <laughs> like, this is so amazing. It's just, and you know what I'm talking about. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. But it's just, but I, I get to serve people. Like, this is my career. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I close my laptop and then I step outside and I just, ah, oh, it's like, what a gift. What an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So I've got two follow-up questions. One, I know the, the ultimate answer is going to be, it depends. It depends on people's motivation, their starting point, their skills. But give us a general ballpark estimate of someone who has never coached before. What kind of time frame are you looking at to get to 5,000 a month? So it's kind of like, you know, when you're in school and you do a particular activity and you get a little start, like there's this chart, right? And it's a progressive mm -hmm. chart. What I like to do is I like to help the up and coming coach reach the $500 star. Okay. You just reached $500. Then we get to the thousand. Then we move to the 1500, then the two, then the three, then the four, then the five. If a person can create and earn $500 coaching, they can do 5,000 because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. If you can do 500, you can do 5,000. So part of what I do as a coach is I, I have to help people with their psychology around money because you're helping people and should you really be paid to help? Mm. That's one of the little mind blockers is should you really be paid to help? And so what the person wants to learn in the coaching experience is how to enroll people without manipulation and without being salesy. And, and I teach people how to do this. So it's a conversation. It's very nice and gentle. It's very open. It's like the most enjoyable experience. And, and then a person says, yeah, I want to sign up. So when a person starts out, usually what happens is they will offer the other person a coaching package. And that coaching package will include five appointments, three to five appointments. And so 
usually what will happen is that they will get paid $150 per appointment, but they get it all up front, which is $750. So $750 to hold five one-hour appointments spread over five to six weeks. So one hour, so $150 an hour. What I like to do is I like to help coaches earn $150 an hour and, and be able to have that happen consistently. So 750 divided by 5,000, 5,000 divided by 750 is seven people. So if you're coaching seven people, that's, that's, that's $5,000. Hmm. Now that could be $5,000 that happens within two months. That's pretty good. That's $2,500 a month. Then you become more efficient so that that 5,000 happens each month. And that's at the low end of coaching price per session is $150. Because if they're really good, they could be $200, $300 per session. Mm-hmm. So there's there's definitely some learning there of how to do that. But the realistic part, like I'm going to say what you said, it depends on their belief in themselves. That's the kicker. If they don't believe in themselves, it's going to take longer to get there. If the person has high belief in themselves, you could be at 5,000 by next month. But that's the kicker right there is the belief they have in themselves. Because I, they can learn the system. They can learn it. But you definitely want to hire somebody who knows how to teach you the system, the psychology, the, the techniques of what to do when you're coaching people and how to work with people. But if you learn the system and how to coach and you believe in yourself, oh, 5,000 is not hard. Gotcha. It's not. But what will destroy it is if they don't have low belief in themselves. No, that's helpful. Just getting a, a ballpark of what could someone expect. And that's that's helpful. And it, like I said, it depends. And it obviously depends on how much you believe in yourself. So my final question to you is, we've transferred a much of our entrepreneurial businesses online. They're all virtual, which is awesome because it means you can be in the middle of Idaho like I am right now with Starlink doing your work. We've also coming out of a few years of people want in-person connection. For you personally, and now being in an RV and being able to travel more, are you looking at doing more in-person stuff outside of Salt Lake City? So we went down to way south in New Mexico. I can't remember where we ended up, but we went on a a good 2,000 mile round trip. And we sent out a message that we we're going to be coming up through Phoenix. And so we sent a message and say, hey, anybody who wants to meet us at such and such a restaurant, let's meet for dinner. And so a great handful of my clients all joined us for dinner at the restaurant. And it was super fun to connect with everybody, right? And so that's something we're looking at right now is like going, oh my gosh, that was a riot. That was a blast to be able to connect with people that way. I've also got some personal requests from people who are like, hey, come out here, go here. I'd love to see you. And so we we're looking at that now. We haven't, that's the only one we've done so far, but, and we were on our way back and we thought, man, that'd be great to be able to meet with people. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And so the opportunity to meet people or to gather groups wherever we go, that's on the that's on the wall right now and planning of going, okay, how would we do this? Where would we do this? Where can we go that we can make the biggest impact? But yeah, people do want to be in person. And sure. so definitely a great opportunity to do that. Nice. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see what what becomes of that because I think it's we're moving forward into a time when virtual connection is going to lead to in-person connection, even more so than the opposite way around. And uh, it'll be yeah. exciting to see how you and your coaching goes that way to see what what kind of blended model we can come up with. Right. But if someone's interested in checking out more of a coaching business that are interested in seeing if coaching is going to be good for them, go ahead and give us the best place to connect with you and your programs online. Sure. I think this is the first time some people are hearing me, you know, like my own voice. I would highly suggest go watch some of my crazy videos on my YouTube channel, which is three key elements. So it's the number three K-E-Y elements. Go check out my YouTube channel and see if I'm the kind of guy you want to learn from. There's a lot of great content on my YouTube channel. But if you already know that you want, hey, I want to do this. 
I'm, I'm already ready. I want to do this. I want someone to help me build my program. I wish I had a program to use. <laughs> you can get my program to use and you could be coaching very quickly and already diving into it and starting to produce an income doing this. And so to do that, if you want to jump on a phone call with me and we can talk, then go to 3ke.2to forward slash fast track. And I'm sure we'll put a link in here at the bottom somewhere, but 3ke.2to forward slash fast track. And then you'll go on there, answer some questions, and then book a call with me and let's talk. And if you want to know the price up front, <laughs> you just tell me and I'll tell you the price right up front. But let's talk. I would love to help you in how you're looking at this coaching opportunity. And and we'll spend an hour chatting and talking and to see if I'm the good fit for you and if this program is a good fit. And if it is, then let's make it a fast track. Awesome. Kirk, thank you very much for giving us a little insight into the, the life coaching business and how it could fit for RV entrepreneurs and folks looking to get out sometime, part-time, full-time on the road. I appreciate your time and thank you for jumping on the podcast with me. Yeah, you're awesome. I'm glad you do this. Good job. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. It's really cool to hear how the business of Life Coach has been booming in the past couple of years. One key thing that I took away is that you don't have to be the expert, right? You have to be a few steps ahead of someone else on a path in order to reach back, turn around, and help them. And I think if we all just did that a little bit more, the world would be a better place. So I challenge you today, think about that. What can you do today to turn around and help someone up the ladder or along the path that you're on? How can you be a beacon of light and reach out and bring people along with you? If you connected with Kirk and what he was saying and want to check out some of his stuff, I'll make sure to put all the links that we discussed in the episode and also how to contact him in the description of the podcast. But again, I think this is really cool to show a different way of someone financing their travels on the road. Life coaching is something that I never really considered, but it makes sense that there's life coaches, not just about life in general, but niche down into specific things. You want business life coach, you want a health life coach, and just someone to keep you accountable and help you along the way, someone to facilitate and just assist you in achieving your goals. If you're interested in it, make sure you check out our Facebook group. There's a lot of conversations going on in there, and you can connect with us on any of the other socials at therventrepreneur.com slash connect. If you're enjoying this podcast and think you might be a good guest for the podcast, head over to therventrepreneur.com slash guest form, fill out the guest form, and we'll get you scheduled to uh, have an interview and, and share how you're financing your RV travels. Again, be on the lookout. The RV Entrepreneur Summit 2022 tickets are going to be going on sale soon. Check out the newsletter on therventrepreneur.com or the Facebook page. And with that, we'll see you down the road.